0: if you could stop fighting in your relationships would you? What if there was something that you could do to prevent the fights in the first place? Is it even reasonable to have an expectation that you're never going to fight? Well, probably not. (laughs) We know that those expectations that we have can get in the way of our marital satisfaction. On today's episode, mission number 008 of Step Family Mission Possible, Bill and I invite you to consider three key things before your next fight. So over the next 20 minutes, we're going to talk about these steps that you can take. And the first one is really, really important because it sets a stage for step two and step three. Grab a notepad and a pen or pencil and get ready to take a few notes. And if for some reason you're not in a position where you can take notes right now, totally cool. The steps are in the show notes so you can go back and revisit them when you're ready to carve out about 20 minutes to really think about what's important to you, and what can you do in your fights to actually build into your stepfamily relationships. All right, friends, let's get today's mission started. Hey there, you're listening to Stepfamily Mission Possible, the podcast for stepfamilies with a focus on stepfamily couples building their legacy together. We know that blending families is hard. And your hosts, me, Jen Rogers, along with my husband, Bill, are determined to make it easier. It's time to turn stepfamily chaos into stepfamily mission possible together. So you can stop feeling that pit in your stomach on transition day and start celebrating all the reasons why you are exactly in the right place right now. following on the heels of last week's mission about incorporating prayer into your stepfamily living and into your marriage. Welcome to number 008.
1: All right. And today we've got an exciting topic for you. What sets you off? We just finished talking about forgiveness and being kind in those situations. So now let's talk about the situations themselves. What is it that Gets you to, you know, to blow your top.
0: Before you actually get inside the boxing arena, what right. happens in your fights? Last week, we talked a little bit about fighting fair in the sense of spiritual warfare and identifying mm-hmm. who you're fighting. And that's the importance of where mm-hmm. prayer comes in. This week, we want to dig a little bit deeper to identify those things, as you said, that really set you off. I'm sure you can think of an example of when you've been set off. Right. So know that you are not alone here, that we all know how this feels when things don't go well. We are offering up a three-part framework. Before you step into the boxing ring, we are inviting you to consider these three things. So the first one.
1: Identify those trigger events, the things that set us off. What is it? It causes me to lose my cool.
0: And then drawing from our lovely guest, Becky Dozeman from episode number 55, we're going to work on some Miggy management.
1: And what that is, is when you've gone zero to 60 and you've already blown your top, how do you manage that? And And, and, and as a couple, not just as an individual, because when you're in emotion overload, you may not be able to manage it, but perhaps your partner can.
0: Okay. Working together as a team in this managing somebody's Miggy that's out of whack. (laughs) So identify the triggers, manage the Miggy. And then the third thing that we're encouraging couples to consider is what outcome is it that you want?
1: Yeah, what outcome do you want? In other words, if I'm going to have a fight with my spouse, where is it going to go? We don't want to just be angry at each other. And the Bible tells us do not Go to bed don't let the sun set on your anger literally is what the scripture says so how do we do that and how do we evaluate our fights so that they're productive
0: we're going to add something else to that after we talk a little bit about these three steps step one the identification of the trigger step two the mickey management and step three the outcome that you really want One of the things that this leads to is what we're going to talk about next week in mission number nine, is our values. What is at the core of us that produces these results? For this week's episode, focusing on identifying the trigger means planning in advance, Mm -hmm. which sounds kind of weird. Let's plan to have a fight. So is Thursday night at 6.33 p.m. Is that good for you?
1: No, I'll be washing my toes then. Let's try 6.35.
0: Oh, okay, 6.35. All right, 6.35, Thursday night. That's when the fight's going down.
1: And then the fight started.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So things can get preempted. There are lots of things that happen that we may not expect. However, what we are encouraging you to think about is for those situations that you know you do get triggered. So let's talk about some of those.
1: Usually for myself, I know I'm going to be triggered when my expectations aren't met. I go into a situation, I expect it to go one way and it goes another. Now I can tell you that can be a small thing, but one of the things in men, we tend to do this a little more than the women, so listen up. We tend to stack offenses. Let's say maybe you're five minutes late for something, okay? And I'm like, I I start the slow burn, and it starts to go up. I, I just let it go. On we go the next thing, you know, maybe there's a, a something I wanted to do it all of a sudden, I can't do it, maybe it's not you doing it, but something else, you know my my tractor breaks so whatever now I have to fix that instead of going golfing like I wanted to. look those kind of things happen now they get stacked up, and then we get to a situation maybe you say something to me that just causes me to blow sky high, and you're thinking what in the world just happened that is stacking that's what's going on stacking stuff instead of dealing with it well that's one way that you can be set off is if you are a stacker or one who just kind of deals with it instead of really dealing with it verbally and and saying when you said that it bothered me because it took me back to this situation or whatever when my expectation wasn't met i became agitated, because I really wanted to do that. And and that's okay. I know, for example, if something happens with my ex-wife that is negative, it will set you off. I already know that. It's built in, right?
0: Baked in the cake, huh?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Is there a file in that cake? Mm, But that's not unusual. I'll bet you most of you have similar situations.
0: Sure, dealing with an ex-spouse that is an obvious trigger and so I I would say that's a very important example of why you plan in advance so being aware of I'm typically triggered in this situation when you get a text from your ex-wife I'm already thinking about the things that could happen I'm creating a potential reality really fast without stopping and waiting for you to share whatever it is that's really going on
1: yeah
0: We've gotten a lot better at this and I am triggered a lot less by this, but there's still a curiosity. I suppose you could say there's still a curiosity of what's going on. And there's still a desire for what I want to happen, which is it leads back to those expectations. And we come back to expectations often. It is unrealistic that we're going to get our way 100% of
1: the time. And when we talk about what sets me off, not only knowing what sets me off, but knowing, man, when is that likely to come? So last week we talked about spiritual battles. Now we know the devil hates us. Absolutely unqualified hates us because we bear the image of God. And if we are saved, he can't have us. He can't pull us away from God. So the most thing he can do is he can pull us away from God in the sense that we're not walking with God right now. We're not hearing from God because we get some gunk in our lives, Mm -hmm. right? Now Satan can do that. And one of the things he loves to do is when you're on a high mountain, boom, he likes to pick you off. He's so rude. Yeah. And God allows it by the way. So the bottom line is I can expect if I'm doing pretty good. Paul, the apostle said, be careful that you stand, lest you fall.
0: Yeah, that, that fall can hurt. That's for sure. Spiritual nourishment is so necessary because you can have concurrent spiritual highs and spiritual lows. Sure. Often we have tunnel vision that, oh, when things are going good, everything is going good. And that's actually not true. There are challenges that we're working on. It's a lifetime of work. <laughs> there are There are areas where we will excel, and areas where we will be challenged. So, just a note that spiritual warfare can happen during a time of spiritual highs as well. That those highs and lows can run together concurrently. I really like it when it's just a high all by itself. That's that's never going to happen. It's really a whole lot of fun. Well, it feels like it when When we get to heaven. When we get to heaven, yeah, it goes back to what are you focusing on. So when we get triggered we know that our amygdalas, our fight flight or freeze responses will kick in because we are responding to a situation that sets us off that can create some explosive fireworks how is it that we can manage the miggy as a team
1: it's good for me as your husband to not only know what sets me off but to know what sets you off too and frankly to avoid those things let's say a text does come in from my ex and it's something that i know would probably set you off it'd be a good idea for me to do something about it to actually manage it to say okay i've got this situation it's handled rather than just that ah, here it is and, and that will help manage a little bit more what may or may not happen now i can't control your emotions but knowing your emotions That, managing that. Now, there I think there are two ways to manage. Okay. One, if my amygdala sets me off, and by the way, amygdala is Miggy. I'm sure everyone's figured that out. But (laughs) if my, that part of my brain that is fight flight goes off, I'm not in a position to make rational decisions. Hmm. So now I need to have the presence of mind to walk away, step out of the ring, as it were instead of fighting so that's a decision in itself say hey you know what I know we need to deal with this I'm really emotional right now and I would like to have just a little bit of time to deal with this when we can be a little more rational now that's me now if I notice that you are being set off then I need to come into the situation with grace I need to be able to say you know what rather than letting her set me off which is what usually happens. Huh. I'm going um, not just for us. I'm talking about for everybody. Huh. That's what usually happens. We, that's how we get into fights. Isn't it? you say something because you've been triggered by something? It might be me. It might not. Something sets you off. The old, uh, joke guy gets yelled at by his boss, goes home, yells at his wife, wife is all ticked off, goes and yells at the kid. Kid goes over and kicks the cat. Cat And then the kid. cat goes out and prowls around all night. I'm so no. glad we don't have a cat
0: because he would be, he would be past the nine life lives. Yeah. Dogs don't
1: really get set off. It, I read somewhere that dogs are like angels, but that's, and we've got to be oh, oh,
0: that's really good. Mm-hmm. We maybe we need a couple more. <laughs>
1: yeah, they help uh, calm the Mickey by the way. Yeah. But when you get into that situation, okay, is if you come to me and you're angry about something, I've got a response there. I can make Jennifer's having a bad day. I'm just going to listen and we'll talk about it later. That's probably the more mature response. Uh-huh. Or I can just say, hmm, not interested and set you off further. Uh-huh. That's not really great. Or I can explode and then we can really go at it toe to toe. We've done all of that. We've done, of course, we have, and I bet you every couple we're talking to has as well. But when you're thinking about how to fight, how to manage Miggy, by the way, Miggy is unmanageable. Mm -hmm. Miggy is not something you can go ahead and say, "Okay, when I'm really angry, that's when I'm going to do this." Breathe. We're not thinking like that. We're thinking what we want. It's fight or flight. So it's almost better for the spouse that's not having that reaction to manage it.
0: As we learn from Becky and from other guests on Mm the show, we know that the calmest amygdala regulates the room. room. Mm -hmm. So when you're calm and I'm flying off like the windmill running out of control, I don't know, fireworks really off a windmill maybe, I don't know. When I am fired up and you're calm, it actually does help me calm down. So practically, the outcome that we want is to manage things well, yeah. that we want to be respectful of one another. Let's go back and let's get a little more tactical here. When we identify the trigger, so we'll use the trigger is a text from an ex that is typically contentious, yeah, disruptive, changes your schedule. So you get the text from the ex, okay, that's my trigger. So the next step is, how does my Miggy typically
1: behave? Well, again, you can manage it right then and there. When the text comes in, you have the opportunity to say, Oh, she's having a bad day. <laughs> I think I'll just walk away from that. We'll deal with that one later, which I've learned how to do more and more mm-hmm. as time goes on. I mean, you don't know, pick up the phone and say, that's a problem. Uh, <laughs> and we've done that too. We
0: have. We, yeah. The reason for Step Family Mission Possible is because these are all the things that we did not do well and we really want to prevent you from experiencing some of these hurts because hey. they're no fun and they really do tear your relationship down. And as kingdom families, we need to understand the importance of what obedience looks like in everyday life instead of just throwing scriptural verses out there. This is all for the glory of God in the hurt. It doesn't feel that way and it's hard to be focused on that. So this text comes in, they're typically contentious. That is the trigger. Mm -hmm. So in order to manage the Miggy in advance, being aware of how you typically respond or what the flesh wants to do, Mm -hmm. understanding that so you can determine how I really want to respond is this way, planning your response in advance. It doesn't mean it's gonna work all the time, but it's gonna work more often than if you are planless. And then the reason that you're managing your Miggy in that way is because you want this outcome. Mm -hmm. This visionary outcome, if we can go to one of our favorite topics to talk about, is having a visionary game plan for your stepfamily, for your marriage. So triggers, miggy management, and the outcome that you want.
1: What would be one outcome that
0: we would want that would
1: get pretty granular? From that text, we would want to deal with it unemotionally. We would want to be able to deal with something As a fact instead of how it affects me and triggers me we would want to be able to see okay here's the situation she can't meet me with the kid right now Uh I've got a choice I can say meet me later or I can go get him myself Uh or you know we can work something else out put him in a cab or an uber or whatever we can do something but first take out emotion Mm -hmm. if you can do that now one might have already been set off and that's where the other one of us can say okay let's bring the temperature down deal with the situation as it is Mm -hmm. and come to a, a solution those are the three tools the
0: framework if you will for navigating some of those pitfalls that are inherent in blending families together once you have those the event happens, then what we encourage couples to do is to add number four. And that would be
1: the that, debrief. Yeah. Debrief. In other words, what happened? Let's talk about what happened. How did we handle it? Mm-hmm. Well, there's a couple of things that go into all this. One, we have a couple of presuppositions. The presupposition one is I love you. You are for me. I am for you. We must go into our fights with that attitude. We must go in and say, hey, I am for you, you are for me. We are going to come to conclusions that build our marriage. That's presupposition one. Presupposition two, and it really comes even before presupposition one, is Jesus loves me, so no matter what, he is for me. And he's got a set of, shall we say, rules and regulations that he would like us to live by. He does. And we need to try to do that. And I say try, but we need to do that.
0: Yeah, you know that we eradicate, we (laughs) practice eradicating that word from our vocabulary. Do or do not, there is no try. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Make a decision. Okay. the mission for this week, number 008, is to create this framework. Pick one specific issue. We've given you one example. I'm sure you have many others to choose from, identify the triggers, mm-hmm. identify what happens with your MIGGY typically, how you typically respond mm-hmm. in the situation, and then identify the outcome that you would really like mm-hmm. to have. And then when that stuff hits the fan, mm-hmm. go back and add number four and have a debrief talk session about it. Yeah. and talk about what happened. Now we're not suggesting or recommending, that you do that immediately after the event because (laughs) you may need some time in
1: between the event maybe next date night
0: maybe next date night there you go I I so appreciate that you said I am for you and that is something that it it's integral to your success as a couple that we are for each other that we make each other better
1: absolutely I would tell everybody, and I think it's obvious, you make me a better man. And that is something that undergirds.
0: So cool. You make me a better woman. I love that. love that so much. Okay, family, go get your mission. Go get it. Mission number eight, use the framework and prepare, schedule your next fight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll catch you next week. All right, bye-bye. All right. There you have it. Hey, if you've gone from zero to 60 and crashed and burned, you are not alone. God created you to work together in community. That is where the action is. That's where the answers are. That's where the encouragement is. So join the Facebook group and let's talk about how we're working together to invest in our marriages, to invest in God's kingdom and prevent Redivorce through the power of planning, our best fighting strategy. All right, friends, see you on the inside.